Amen. 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 I got it. I got it. Awesome. Everybody welcome Grace Sneed up to the worship team. And where are you at? Miss Murta, where'd you go? Yeah, Miss Murta. Yeah, come on. That's awesome. Not Miss Murta. Oh, M- Mrs. Murta. There we go. No, Miss. Miss. That'd be weird. Okay. Unless there's something. I don't know. You don't know. Uh, hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? All right. So let's do a recap. Jude was who? Jude. Jude was Jude. Uh, Jude was a Jew uh, that was saved by the grace of Christ. Uh, Jude's brother was actually who? Jesus. So Jude was a half brother of Jesus, which is really important. We'll get to um, in the first part of Jude uh, we, a couple weeks ago. Um, he basically was just calling out all these false teachers saying, hey, you guys are. <clears throat> wow. I've never choked on my own spit before. Um, you, you, you guys are. Um, basically like barren uh, rain clouds. You guys are, you know, leading these people away. You're astray. He called them filth. He, um, he just says, hey, these, these doctrines are going to lead to destruction. And uh, the main point that we, we talked about a couple weeks ago is that every um, false savior demands a sacrifice of some sort, whether it's the blood, whether it's self, whether it's a life, a false savior always demands a sacrifice of something. But the true savior, Christ himself, demands a response from his sacrifice. So um, this, this latter part of Jude, he, he's speaking and he's, he's just trying to give some um, encouragement. He's like, okay, I told you all this heavy, heavy, heavy bad stuff that you guys have been contending about. But let me actually tell you how, how to contend for it. How, how do you stay active? In it? And it's just like God um, in preparation for this week um, for us to sing I'm a Survivor. Um, not by Destiny's Child, but by um, Zach Williams. Some of you guys got that, some of you guys didn't. Um, no, that's all right, I'm alive. Anyways, um, so, but... Um, we're going to talk about being a survivor, and um, I absolutely love, 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 love reality TV shows, right? I love um, Bad Girls Club. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, you're all like, how you know about Bad Girls Club? I got Facebook. I mean, chill out. And YouTube. Um, but, like, shows like Big Brother or, like, Fear Factor was, like, my jam growing up. Like, Fear Factor, they had all these things, like, people jumping out of skydive, like, planes, and, um, like, the little girl, like, that's, that's chained up, and she has a wrap, you know, crawling around her face. I couldn't do that one. I couldn't. I couldn't. I would shoot me first, right? It's, I could not do the rap. Uh, I couldn't do the snakes. Like, have you, how, how many of you like deathly afraid of snakes? Yeah. How many of you like, I love, I snake sleeps with me, you know? Uh, y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all are the people, y'all are the people that should go for these shows. Um, uh, an- another one that my wife and I have watched, I think since we've been married, um, every season is Survivor. We love the TV show Survivor. We love, love, love Survivor. Um, and just because of how, like, it's all like a game. And, and it's, like, it's like the G-rated Hunger Games, right? Um, when Hunger Games came out, I was like, yes, yes, get them. Throw the spear. No, I was kidding. Um, <laughs> sorry. So if you aren't allowed to watch Hunger Games, I'm not promoting or condoning it. Um, um, so when, when, it, when it comes to Survivor, I, I just love the strategy behind the, the TV show. Um, and I think some of it's fake, you know, because they have like, oh, I found an idol in the tree that I wasn't even looking at. So, um, but there, there are some principles when it comes to um, Survivor that, uh, it, it, like, there's tribes. Um, these tribes, uh, like, compete against each other. They vote in, in, you know, against each other inside the, the tribes. Um, there's sabotages. There are fake idols. People will literally take these shells and create a necklace and hide it in somewhere. And somebody's like, oh, I found an idol. I'm amazing. No, you, you're a fool. So, um, in a good way, though. Um, eating, uh, eating challenges. Uh, sometimes they've had eating challenges where they're like, hey, you can get a letter from home if you eat this cow test. And I'm like, I, I, you know, Natalie, I'm sorry. You can wait. I, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I can't do weird food. Um, there's tears, there's weight loss, there's weight gain. A lot like the last couple of months I've been on this up and down diet. Thank you for the cookie, whoever brought that to me. Um, 
So at the end of the show, there's two or three people um, that go forward and they they do like a fire challenge. And then at the end, whoever wins from that fire challenge, they go to this big panel and there's there's two contestants and they have to contend for why they were are why they should be the sole survivor. S-O-L-E, not S-O-U-L. Soul meaning the only survivor that wins this game, right? So um, they go and they say, hey, uh, these are the principles that I I have to uh, share. The first principle we can we can pop the next slide over there. It's um oh next one. There we go. Uh, The culture of the show is to outwit outlast and outplay, right? So they have to say for the outwitting, hey, I have outsmarted everybody in this game. I have done strategic moves and I've, I've, I've stayed the, the warmest and I haven't lost as much weight. I've, I've done everything I can. I've been the one to get everybody water and, and get everybody the fish that they need. Um, outlast, some of them are like, hey, I've, I've just got to make it to the top. I got to make it to, got to beat the fire challenge. I got to do all this kind of stuff. The next one, outplay. Um, they have to outplay the game, whether it's socially, meaning they have to create relationships that sometimes are fake. Um, relationally, they are, are, you know, they share sob stories. Some, some people um, even called people out for some really random things. And then at the end of the day, it's just genuinely outplaying, being the stronger guy or girl um, that can throw heavy bags of sand so they can build a puzzle that looks like a fish. Like I'm like, how do these guys think of this? Um, so this, this evening, we're going to use some of those same characteristics uh, to, to look through because Jude basically says, okay, for you to be sustainable, for you to be a survivor in this world, for you to preserve and persevere in this culture, you're going to have to outwit, outlast, and outplay the enemy. You're going to have to outwit, outlast, and outplay these, these false doctrines that are coming into your mind and that are, that are at your, your front door, that are on your screen at night, that are in your ears as you're listening to, if you, if you do dual enrollment at, in colleges or even your teachers at school or your textbooks, these false doctrines that you maybe even heard from a church platform, you have to outwit, outlast, and outplay. And before we jump into that, all this is through the power of Christ, the discernment of the Holy Spirit, and through the, the foundation of the word. So we have to understand that. Um, so when, when I say you have to, it's prefaced with, through the power of the Holy Spirit, with the foundation of the word, and, and only by the blood of Christ. Cool? So, let's read together. I'm going to have my boy come on up. Cody, come on up. Yeah. Cody is going to read our text for us tonight. So we're going to be in Jude. So everybody go and stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. There he goes, Get stand up, stand up. And uh, you can grab me. This blue mic, blue mic, blue mic. Blue mic. There we go. Cool. All right. Uh, just yep. Jude one uh, chapter. Or, there's only one chapter. Jude chapter one, uh, seventeen through twenty-three. Go ahead. But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, in the last time there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. It is these who cause divisions, worldly people, devoid of the Spirit. But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To, uh, to others show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. Awesome. Will you pray for our service as we continue on? Dear God, please help us all, all to have a clear mind to pay attention to Pastor Nick's teachings tonight. And help us all to rely on you through our struggles through the week and be a survivor. Amen, amen. Thanks, Cody. Oh, that's my Bible. I need that. Thank you. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. Hey, um, so we, we are we are entering into surviving, sur- surviving, Survivor Season 33, Whispers of the World. Cool. No, I just want to do that. It, it felt cool. Um, so the first principle is to outwit. 
Um, and we're going to re- read here together Jude 1, uh, 17 and 18. So let's re- reread that together, 17 and 18. It says this, it says, But you must remember, beloved, that the prediction of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, they, and also in that they, I mean, the Greek it means Jesus. He's, 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 he's referring to they as Jesus is instructing these apostles. But so specifically from the mouth of Jesus said to you, In the last time there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. Um, Listen, we have to learn how to outwit the enemy and false teachers in this world by understanding whose we are in Christ and who we are in Christ, first of all. Um, it's, it's really important um, to, to take this, 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 this fact of outwitting, meaning I'm going to outsmart in a, in a wisdom sense, to know that this world is, is substituting, substituting like unconditional un, un truths with moral relativism, moral relativism. So these, these unconditional truths are um, such things as Christ is the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but through him. Um, the world is taking it and saying, okay, here's a relative truth to that. Um, you know what? As Oprah said, all paths lead to God, right? At the end of the day, everybody, you know, has to, leads to God, right? Yeah, and it's in judgment whether to in, in Christ or not, apart. So when, when, it, when it comes to Oprah would say things as such as, hey, Muhammad get, gets you to God, Buddha gets you to God, Gandhi gets you to God, and these are moral, relative, morally good things, right? Um, and, 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 and it's so hard for us to be so grounded in the truth of who Christ is. I feel like our generation is so hard for us to say, you know what, I'm actually going to take a stand for Christ because you can, you can post that Jesus is the only way on your social media right now, and you're going to have people that are going to look at that and either scoff, they're going to mock, they may DM you, they may say something to you about it, because there are people that just, just plan out disagree with you on that, because they are bred and, and, and raised up in a culture of moral relativism. And I'll explain it a little bit this way. Um, so we have a dog that is with its grandmother right now, um, meaning our dog is at Natalie's mom's house. Um, and his, his name is Brewster, and everybody say Brewster. Brewster is um, the ugliest dog I've seen in my life, but I love him. Um, Natalie thinks he's adorable. He was a beautiful puppy. Um, but you know what happens when some of you guys grow up, you're like, oh, hey, oh my God. Hey, 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 God bless his heart, right? Bless his heart. So, um, so, so, um, Brewster is like, I, I can take this dog and I can give him a bath and, and I'm like, oh, I love him. He's so nice. And he's so clean and he's so awesome. And he has, and he, you know, then he goes to the door and he does a little spin around and I'm like, oh, we trained you so well. Um, he spins around and so we let him outside. Not five minutes later, we bring him back in and I'm like, what in the world is that smell? Well, Brewster has, <laughs> I'm glad he's not a human. This would be a really embarrassing story. Brewster has a, um, a problem where he doesn't know how to pee the right way. Um, so he pees on his front legs. I'm like, what, what kind of, what? Like, I thought God made dogs to use the restroom like the normal way, but he doesn't. He's, he's, a, he's an odd one. I love him. Um, and uh, so Brewster, he, 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 he does this thing. Um, so my favorite part is when he's clean, right? When he is clean, I'm like, oh, I love him. He's so awesome. So the other day, we were, uh, we were going to drop him off um, at Grandma's house for an extended period of time. Um, we are going to bring him back to our lives later. Um, but um, for an ex- extended period of time, and um, he was at the groomers, and he came out of the grooming little salon. He's like, <laughs> you know, doing his thing. Um, and uh, I was like, oh, Brewster, I love you. And I took him, and I screwed him up. I was like, <laughs> I love him so much. And then I, and then, you know, as, as his owner, like I'm giving him all this love. How many of you guys have animals that you just love? 
right? Right? How many of you, like, you love them no matter what? Like, I love you even if you have mud and you're stinking, you're awesome. That's not me. I'm going to put my hand down, right? So Brewster goes out, and what's the first thing he does? Pees on his front legs. I'm like, oh, my. I just paid $55. We have a cute little, little bow tie thing on now. $55 for you to get clean. Like, what, what's your issue? And I didn't want him anymore. I was like, oh, get in the back of the car, shut the door, you know, leave him inside and walk inside a store. I'm just kidding. That's illegal. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's illegal. Um, but for Brewster, it's, it's, it's kind of how we view God sometimes. It's like, hey, if I'm really clean, if I'm really good, then, then my owner, God, like this, 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 this God that I see as he's like an owner and I'm having to pants my way through life, like he will then love me. That's, in essence, moral relativism, where if you feel like, hey, I'm good enough, like Nick, like, look, I've never done drugs before. Great. Oh, I, I've, never, I've never done this before. Cool. I go to bed on time. Like, I'm awesome. Whoo, great. You know, like, it's one of those things, like, awesome. But the reality is, is that in, in all of your good morals, like, I, so morale is a beautiful thing in Christ. Like, we, we, when we are in Christ, our morals do change. Our want-tos or what we want to do, they do change. But what happens in our culture is that we all want to be positive vibes and, like, oh, man, that's such good vibes. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, like, what is a good, what, what, can anybody explain to me what a good vibe is, like, in your culture? Because I'm trying to, I, I'm getting old enough where I'm, like, being removed from that. Like, what's a good vibe? <laughs> We're church kids. No, um, what, what, what would you say, like, man, th- this gave me good vibes? Good feelings. good feelings. Okay, so, like, when you walked outside this morning, you're like, man, good vibes. Is that like that? Like, you feel like, no. No, or like, or like you walk into like you walk into like a, a really cool store. You're like, wow, the music's thumping. You're like, good vibes, yeah. I'm like, I see, I see that that the shirts are like good vibes. Like, what do you mean by that? And and you know, because I I Google everything. Google's the mighty machine of knowledge. Um, it, it yeah, it's just a feeling. It's like a, a moment. But but there's something behind the goodness that makes you feel a certain way. Um, so when you go see Christmas lights, right? What, what happens? See, some, some of you guys are like, Christmas lights, oh my gosh. That's good vibes. That's good vibes right there. Um, but but the, the reality is, is that we, we live in a culture of moral relativism where it's like, hey, listen, just, just be good. Like, listen, don't, don't drink, don't chew, don't cuss. Listen, like, don't do that. Like, don't, you'll be good. Um, and I promise the goodness of, in you apart from Christ is only destining you apart. To, to be apart from him. As good as we think we are in, in, in all that we try to do, all that we muster up to do, I promise you it falls short because no one is good. No, not one. There's no one that is good. As, as awesome, um, listen, I love li- watching Netflix documentaries. As, as awesome as, um, who's the guy that, um, Bill Gates that built Microsoft? Is that who that, yeah. Um, he's, he's on an initiative right now to bring uh, toilets to underprivileged um, countries, and it's, it's this big thing where he's like, "Hey, you know, we need to do good for the for the people." And it's like, as good as that is, it's not eternal; it's temporal. And what was happening is that Judah's encountering these men and women that were saying, "Hey, just be good enough. Do these things that are going to be good in, in your culture, and that that'll satisfy." But what this does is outwitting. Being clean, it serves little G God all day long. And they were, they were wanted to be right, and they're deceiving. And listen, 
Jesus said this again um, in verse 18. He says, in the last times there will be scoffers following their ungodly passions. Listen, we outwit by the wisdom of Christ's warnings. That's, that's the next slide there. We outwit the enemy. We outwit these teachings by the wisdom in Christ's warnings. And, and sometimes when we read the Bible, we think, you know, when they say last time, it's like, okay, that, that's like the revelation apocalyptic, like, boom, 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 and like four people are left here because you missed the, you know, the rapture. Like, no, no, no. When he says last times, that's literally in the time of where? Now. Jesus says, in the, in the last times, in the times before I come, Back, I, I'm telling you, there are going to be scoffers and mockers. These last times don't infer the apocalypse. They're in the right here, the right now. And, and as one author that I love so much, he says, it's, it's, it's in that, that time of the already done on the cross and the not yet to come of the fulfillment of who Christ is. As believers, we should have a fear, a reverent fear of who God is, but... Not out of a holy check mark. Hey, like, oh, yes, I fear God. Like, oh, I'm, I'm so scared. Like, I'm scared that he's not going to let me pass this algebra test because I failed it. And, you know, mom's going to beat my tail. Like, no, like, we should have a real fear against the thoughts and the desires that lead us astray, that, that make our hearts love ourselves. Like, we should have a fear. Students, like, you guys should be afraid. Not, not again, not in that, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm like boogie monster afraid, but threatened by the reality that your life could be turned upside down, inside out, if you are led by these teachings. If you're led by these teachings. There's an old hymn that, that says, prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. And we are Christians, and we have to have a clear understanding that there's a tension that we wrestle with when it comes to fear and a holy desire to look more like Christ. Let me ask you, do you desire to truly, honestly look like Christ in all that you do? That's not just like coming in church, putting your little church face on, putting your church clothes on, doing that whole nine. It's saying, do I have a genuine desire to look like Christ on my, on my, on my volleyball team, on my swim team, when I'm gaming with my bros on, on you know, whatever thing you play now? Like when, when, I'm, when, I'm, when I'm interacting with my teachers that have just mess, made me so mad because they gave me an F, even that's your mom because you're homeschooled, some of you, Right? <laughs> Like, mom, like, I didn't read that book. No, you didn't. Ah, you know, like, but, but do we desire, truly desire to look more like Christ in that? Because I promise you, there's an enemy that is crafty. Like, I, I, I think we forget in our culture because we, we try to, like, make, like, you know, like, the enemy this, this foreign, like, concept in, in, in our lives. And, there, and the truth is, is that the enemy is crafty. And he uses crafty people to say the right words to evoke emotion, to pull in desire, to make you give the last penny. And, and, and listen, these people, these deceitful people, they know the way to get and to romanticize your heart. Like they know the right words to say. They know what trigger words to use in their conversations. Immediately when I say these words, just like think with white privilege, triggered, Right? Cops shooting black people, right? These thoughts in our culture are things that people are trying to use against you and say, oh, well, all Christians hate gays. Some of you guys are like, oh, he just said the G word. <laughs> right? You know, we have this generation that knows how to use trigger words to get you. Clickbait is amazing, right? Like they, uh, these, these, I watch these YouTube videos all the time because I get lost on YouTube land sometimes and I don't know how to escape. Um, 
But like the, the other day I was watching this, this thing and I was just so evoked by emotion, but it wasn't my emotions. It was an emotion that was given from a screen to, so I would think a certain way for me to be indoctrinated. That means to be literally I have a doctrine entered into my brain forcefully. And I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I can lose weight by eating McDonald's fries. Like, you know, like I, I, I had this thought, you know, like, because I saw this guy, all he did was eat McDonald's fries. And I was like, he lost weight. Well, because he's starving himself, he's I mean, malnourished. You know, he's eating these awesome, amazing fries. Um, <laughs> but in reality, like, there's, there's a way for these people to, to, to seduce your young hearts. All the while, Jesus, our patient king, gives us a warning in Matthew 7, 15. Uh, can somebody turn to Matthew 7, 15 for me? Matthew 7, 15. Bible drew, Bible drew. Where, where's Matthew? Matthew. Mark, Lou, John. Matthew. First book of the New Testament. Matthew chapter 7, verses 15. Or you can phone it, whatever. And if you, whenever you get it, just stand up and say it for us real quick. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. Matthew 7, 15. Jesus said this. Beware of this. Thank you so much. One clap, one, two, three. Beware of these false prophets because they look, they look a lot like these sheep. They look gentle and amazing and awesome, but they're actually raving wolves. Do you know what a wolf does to a sheep? It tears it apart. It rips its eyeballs out of its socket. Okay, chill out. Wow. But a lot like the, the game of Survivor, right? In the game of Survivor, there, there are wrong-intentioned people that befriend others in this game, and they say, hey, hey, Joe, listen, if you vote for me, or if you vote for Bill, I promise to not vote for you for the next, you know, next round. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll vote with you, Joe. And all of a sudden, what happens? Me as Kathy, little Kathy, big Kathy, um, get, they, they, um, I, I get voted out because I trusted somebody, and, and we have to be people that know how to outlast the enemy. Let's read verses 19 through 21. 19 through 21, next slide, please. It is these who cause divisions, worldly people devoid of the spirit, but you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. uh, Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. These people are people that cause divisions all the time. They are worldly, as Jude says. And Jude commands the believers here, specifically that he's writing to and today, to build ourselves up in a couple of ways. Um, and this is, again, not by our own strength, but through Christ. Like, how do I build my own faith up? And we, we see here, we outlast by being established in sound doctrine. As we saw uh, last week, and just keep on the slides there, uh, by being established in sound doctrine. And sound doctrine is simply this, the word of God. The word of God. Simply this. How many of you, and I, you can close your eyes real quick, and we'll do a, a, a blind hand raise. I'm like, you want to see? Actually, I will open my eyes because I'm a cheater. How many of you guys struggle with being in the Word on a weekly basis? Like, you, you read the Word every single day for a week. You struggle with that. If you struggle with that, raise your hand. All right, every other day. How many, how many of you are like, man, yeah, every other day, like, I'm, I'm kind of in it, but I really struggle with being every other day. And you can keep those hands down, look up this way. There's a rhetorical question. Don't even say yes or no with your eyes. How many of you have, it's been maybe four or five months. Maybe even this year you haven't even gotten the word, right? And it's like, man, I, I, I think 
what happens when we're not in the word. And this isn't a, hey, do better because I want you to do better. This is a, I plead with you to start listening to the God of the universe that loves you and desires a relationship for you to really, really, really hear from him. Okay, eyes up here this way. We outlast by being in sound doctrine. What, is, what does it look like on a daily day basis? Um, so if you, if you have any questions, I'm going to be right down here after service. There are some solid biblical, like, awesome apps that you can get, not just from the Bible store or Bible app, which I think there's some great things there, um, but there's some solid, solid apps, some solid, solid material. I would love to help walk you through, hey, what does it really mean to have like a daily time with the Lord? Um, because so, some of us really need this. Some of us really need to have God be the only and the first person that speaks into our hearts first thing in the morning. Like some of us really need to like say, okay, I'm, I'm turning my phone, like, into the living room, and I'm going to wake up from an alarm clock, and the first thing I'm going to do is grab the Word of God because I want to be so gripped by God as I go throughout my day. Everything that I've read just permeates. Or you might be on the other side. You're like, listen, I can't stand early mornings. Amen, baby. You know, I can't stand early mornings, but I can do a late night. And maybe in that, that, that late of the night, God's voice is the last thing you need to hear. It's the last thing you need to hear to, to wrestle with all the craziness of the day and just to set you at ease and, and really allow you some good rest. Or maybe you're like, baby, I need both. I need both of them. Hey, then we'll, we'll let you be really holy. So, but what is this truly like? And, and, you know, to really understand the game of Survivor, you have to, what, understand the game of Survivor. Every Survivor that goes out there and plays this, this and goes on this TV show, they have studied this, this, this crazy show for years. And some of them have even studied it since they were five. Like, there was a guy... Um, that, that, that literally had been watching this TV show since he was five years old and he was 20. Then I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, you spent that, that long a time being invested by this show. Um, and when we continue to read in verse 20, let's see what it says here. Verse 20, verse 20. Um, but you, beloved, building yourselves up in the most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. So first, we outlast by being established in sound doctrine, the word of God simply. And second, we outlast by praying in the Holy Spirit. Now. That's kind of a weird st- statement there. Like, okay, Jude, like, what, what, do you, what do you mean by praying in the Holy Spirit? Is it speaking in tongues? Is it praying in tongues? Is it, you know, um, this mystical thing that happens? I get into my, my prayer closet literally because I moved all my clothes out and, like, have a prayer closet dedicated to the Lord. Like, uh, w- w- what is this? It's as mystical as this, right? Ready for some really good mystic teaching? It's simply praying as the Holy Spirit prays. It's by intercession, by praying for your families and friends. It's praying for the Father's will. It's praying to be submitted to the leading of God. And it's praying, trusting his power. That's, that's our next slide there, Cody, there. One more slide. There we go. By intercession, the Father's will, submission to God, and trusting his power. Um, so, sometimes we make like this, this Holy Spirit conversation really awkward and, and as complex as the Holy Spirit and the, the thought process can be, it's really simple here specifically, we outlast the enemy by praying these, these things in interceding for our friends. When we're praying for our friends and our families and our, and our aunts and our uncles that don't know the Lord, that are trying to just figure this whole thing of faith out. The Spirit of God has been given to us as a counselor, a guide, a comfort, an instrument of discernment, 
and most importantly, the illuminator of Scripture. Did you know, apart from Christ, the Holy Spirit does not illuminate Scripture to you? The Holy Spirit illuminates Scripture to the believer because we are now filled and sealed with his power and his presence and a true understanding and discernment of the word. Now, faith comes by hearing the word alone, absolutely. And it's the word preached that saves completely, right? The Holy Spirit draws in, but it's all by the power of the Holy Spirit. So when we pray in the Holy Spirit, we are living exactly what God's calling us to do. It's, it's not anything crazy or mystical or like you got to stand there and close your eyes and like do like this. And it's like, okay, Holy Spirit, blah, blah, blah. No, it's saying, God, I just pray. God, today, I pray for my teacher as I, as I go and I go to school or maybe it's your mom or dad or aunt. God, I, I pray for your will to be done in my life, that I would walk confidently in, in who you've called me to be. And in that, I would submit to everything that you, you, you tell me that I should or should not be doing. And God, I trust in your power. Here's the thing about trusting in the power. This isn't here. Um, When we trust in the power of the Spirit, sometimes in some cultures they say, hey, um, for instance, I have a friend. um, His mom passed away from cancer. And it was a long process for him. And his church said, hey, you know, bro, you need to be praying. And you need to be praying you know, for her healing. And he's like, okay, I'm praying. So he was praying and he was interceding on her behalf. He was praying for the father's will. He was praying that he would be submitted to God, that their lives would be submitted to God. And he was praying for the power for her to heal, to be, to be healed. Um, and she passed away. So his church literally said to him, it's because you didn't have enough faith. Yeah, you're telling me. Like, when, when I'm hearing the, my, 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 my boy's story, I'm like, you didn't have enough faith. He said, yeah, they, they said I, I wasn't trusting in the power of the Holy Spirit to save or save her in, in, in the health sense. Like, that's, that's, that's hogwash, man. Like, that's not how God works. When we, when we say we're trusting in his power, listen, if you walk through a, a difficult season, whether it's financially, medically, with your family, your heart better say, God, I trust in your power, whether you will heal us or whether we will not. You still have the power to do it. It's like when I go to Walmart with Ezra. He knows I have money in my bank account. A little bit, but he knows that I got money in there, right? And he always goes to this gumball machine. He's like, hey, can I get this toy? Can I have this toy? I mean, it's a constant conversation. Can I have this toy? He knows I have the power to do it, but I'm not always going to release the power to buy it for him. And a lot like God, he has the power to heal and do anything. He can flip this room upside down in a moment, have everybody healed. But in his grace and his mercy and his will, sometimes the healing doesn't happen, but he is still able to do. And for Kevin, he, my, my, my buddy, he was just a, a guy that was, that I, I really feel like the Lord has been and will continue to use um, his mother's death um, in a redemptive way. But he has some big scars because somebody gave him a, a lie. These guys that he was listening to gave him a lie. They were not of this War, I mean, they were in this world, and they were scoffers, and they were causing division. They were worldly people, and they were devoid of the Holy Spirit, as we just read. And we continue on. It says, um, keep yourselves in the love of God. And this is verse 21. Keep yourself in the love of God. Wait anxiously um, for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. Waiting anxiously here isn't like, in our, in our culture, we have um, anxiety is like a bad thing, which I, anxiety is like the, the, the clinical definition in itself is bad. Um, but anxiety here, it's not like a, hey, like I'm, I'm, I'm like really afraid of like, you know, God's return. It's no, like, it's like that when you're waiting for that Christmas package, like, you know, like, hey, I know I'm getting this for Christmas. I'm so excited. Or it's like the Amazon package when you're like, you're like, oh, it's kept, it comes in here in two days. 
So I'm going to let you guys, this is, this is a free one. Are you ready for this? If you have Spotify Premium, you can go to Spotify.com and get you a free F-R-E-E Google Home Play just for having a Spotify Premium account. I'm waiting for mine right now. I just ordered it today. Yeah, it's for real. Yeah, for real, for real. Yeah, I saw it on TikTok. That's how, that's how I found it out. So, and I was like, oh, no, this, is, this, ain't, this ain't working. This is not true. Sure enough, I got, I got me a free Google Home. I can show you the, the I, I, you know what? Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I guess I am praying for in premium. Oh, well. Um, but, uh, but it was for free for me. So, free 99. Um, <laughs> but, but the reality is, here, here, here's some truth, though. Um, in Christ, he is the only way to salvation. In his grace, he is the only way to, I love this. It says, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. There is nothing that you can do to receive mercy. Mercy is a gift given from God himself, and that's what leads us to life. John 14, 6 would say that he is the way, the truth, and life. And no one comes to the Father except through Christ. And Christ is the bridge in his mercy, in his grace, in his death, and in his, his substitution for our sin. He is able. All right, next slide. Outplay, outplay. Now, this is a weird one. We can outplay the enemy with redeemed schemes. Now, when it comes to the game of Survivor, everybody's trying to do everything to do everything to get everybody out, right? So you're trying to do whatever it takes to get these, these, these guys out. And guys, I'm not going to look at you, but please stop. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, so um, redeemed schemes. So here, here, here's, here's the truth. The enemy is like a roaring lion, Correct. The, the word would say the enemy is like a roaring lion. Um, and in, in, in Africa, um, there's tribes of people that, that we're supposed to, go to evangelize. But there are real tribes of people that have now learned what it means to um, hunt around lions. Right? So these, these men have learned, okay, if, if I'm going to hunt food for my family, they don't have like McDonald's. They have to literally go in the bush and hunt for things. So they're hunting. But guess what's also following them as they're hunting? lions and they're trying to get close to the prey but these men have been skilled enough and know what it means to get the prey before the lions do it's like this this man versus lion thing um daniel or uh david and goliath david david was a guy in the bible he was amazing right um he made a lot of boo-boos but god said no no not you juju i got you um and david was a man that was skilled. He protected his sheep. He said that he had killed many mountain lions. He was skilled and he knew how to outplay. He knew where to take his sheep and he knew um, what, what has happened. And Jude would kind of uh, allude to that um, in this next part here. It says this, uh, verse 22 and 23. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. And there, there are three types of people we're going to talk about. Those who doubt, those who need snatching, and we're going to call the others the others. Everybody do that with me? The others. Listen, the brief book of Jude, I mean, it's, it's 25 verses. It's a sober warning against those of false teachers. And Jude wants us to feel the seriousness of all that's been happening um, with these guys. But at the end of this book, he does something that's, that's odd. Like he, he says, okay, these guys are stupid. They're, da, 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 they're worldly. They're like, you know, muddy waters. They're this, they're that. They're not, you know, doing what they need to do. But, but 
Have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire, and to others show mercy with fear, hating even the garments that they um, are, that are stained by flesh. In his closing remarks here, have mercy on those who doubt. Um, Jude uses a Greek word that means an unwavering certainty. So the first person we're going to talk about is those that doubt. And this person um, is just not sure what, it, what this whole faith thing is. Like, they've heard so many different types of church backgrounds. They've been to so many different camps. Like, they, they're so confused in their thought process. And if you ever go with me on a mission trip and we go do any evangelism, um, you're going to encounter these type of people where they have a lot of, like, the church knowledge of who God is, but it hasn't been permeated and it's not permanent on their hearts in, in, in their relationship with Christ. Or it can be like today uh, or yesterday at Chick-fil-A. Amen, hallelujah. Uh, at Chick-fil-A, um, I- I'm sitting there and having a conversation with, with somebody, and, and they, they tell me this big story about their faith, and I never heard Jesus at all. And, 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 and Jude would say, hey, those that have been infiltrated by these false teachers, and they're still kind of like, like wondering, like, what, what is this truly? Just have mercy on them. But what do we do in church? We say, hey, if you don't, if you don't know the na 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 dance, you're an idiot, right? Or like, it's like, if if you don't know what, I'm, like, if you don't, if, if you if you raise your hands like this, like, what well, you're doing it wrong, like this, what are you doing? Like, it's it's this people in the church is such a, a, a it can be such a damaging place for people that are just wandering. They're wandering and they're wondering, wandering in their wondering. And and when it, when it comes to these people, Jude says, hey guys. Because you have sound doctrine and you're firmed up in it and you're, and you're praying in the Holy Spirit and you're following God, be patient with these guys. And then they're doubting, don't call them dumb. Meet them where they're at. I was that guy. Listen, I needed truth to be spelled out like this. T-R-U-T-H period, right? I, I needed it like that. I needed somebody to, like, to, to sit down and say, like, okay, Nick, like, this is what truth is. Because I, I was just so uncertain and so wavering. And I can't help but to think how, how Jude recalled even in this, um, when Jesus had mercy on him. I, I love this, this part here because it almost gets me emotional. Um, Jude was the half-brother of Jesus. And in Jude's unwavering, Jesus looked at him in John 7, 5, and he said, he, he's, he's sharing in, in John 7 all about who, who he is. Like, he's finally un- unveiling that he is the Messiah to come. And Jesus says, you know what? Even my brothers doubted who I was. And Jude would be that, whew, Jude would be that person to sit there and say, have mercy on those that doubt, because I, I am one. I was one. And then Jesus, in that, he redeems it, and he says, but they now know. They are my disciples and my apostles. There are numerous examples of Jesus' mercy on doubters, from Nicodemus to Peter to you. The second type of person is those that need a good snatch. When something is snatched, like... Like this morning, I wasn't going to share this, but this morning um, the baby woke up and Natalie was like, you need to hurry and get the baby. And I'm like, I'm hurrying, I'm away, get it out. And she had a pacifier and I snatched that thing right out of her hand in anger. I'm sorry, babe, I love you. Um, 
but like it was like to her, she was like, "Excuse me," like it, it was like a surprise, like um, and nobody crossed Natalie because she would hurt you. But like, um, but like I I I snatched it and and it, and it caught her like, "Whoa!" Like what, what's going on? And sometimes with our friends that are just in mess, whether it's how they think about God or what they're doing or in, in their sin, like we got to give somebody a good snatching sometimes in love, grounded in truth. He says, snatch, I, I just love how, how it says this. He says, by snatching them out of the fire, that means they're already in it. And, and this, this language is literally where, where Jude takes and he says, okay, they had these idols and these idolatrous thoughts. He said, take, snatch them. Then you as the believer, you as the brother, bear their weight, bear their shame. And then what you do, you take it off your shoulders, you put it on the ground, you crush it. You crush that shame. You crush that doubt. And, 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 and this is where it gets really tensionous for some people because I think we're so afraid to hurt people's feelings in our culture because our feelings are everything. And I'm sorry, but like, Mm, like, I'll stop. But like, the feel, like our feelings are like, oh, like, I don't really want to hurt their feelings. And if it's going to lead them to the fire or if they're in the fire, your feelings don't matter. Your feelings should be, I love you enough to tell you this. Right. I've heard I've heard many conversations uh, with my wife and her father um, where, where they're just sitting there and she's just pleading with Christ and God and her dad about who God is and what, what God can do for him. She's pleading, and she's just trying to snatch that man up out of the fire. Who's that in your life that you know that they are heavy laden with every idol that they could ever put on their back? And when are you going to get the, the gusto to go up and say, you know what, these idols are no longer yours. I'm going to take them upon me. I'm going to smash them. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, empowered by the blood of Christ, by the leading of God, right? And last, he says this, to the others. Show the others mercy, but with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. We'll do a quick game, then we'll be out of here. Right hand or left hand. First option, left hand, or right, wait, that's my left. <laughs> left hand, right hand. All right, tacos, or, bre- or, or would you rather smell like tacos all day or breakfast all day? This is, this is breakfast, this is tacos. All right, would you, rather, would you rather smell like a dirty diaper or garbage all day? Okay. Would you rather, would you rather smell like the zoo or the ocean? But not good ocean, like fronting in a beach ocean. ocean. Me. Now, here's a good one. Here's a good one. I knew I was going to be able to put this in somewhere, babe. It's going to be awesome. Would you rather smell like bleach or fish? All right, so hands down. So we, we have been we have been dealing. Um, we, we just sold our house. We were officially homeless. Uh, so give to the homeless. Jesus said. Okay. Yeah. So so we're, we're we're homeless at the moment, um, and uh, and it's 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 crazy because we dealt with um, when we when we moved all our all of our big stuff out. Um, somebody helped us move some stuff out of our freezer into our refrigerator um, that should have never gone into the refrigerator. Um, it was a bag of fish that, that, I mean, it was like, not just like, oh, a little small. No, it was like a big thing of like, we could have a fish fry and feed the whole church kind of fish. And, and for days and days and days and days, it became, it began to 
unthaw, and it dripped onto our refrigerator. So the last week of us trying to get our house sold, our house smelled like fish, and so did we. Um, and then I masked it with everything I could from essential oils to drops of, um, like, some type of, like, natural effervescent thing um, to cinnamon sticks to lemon to um, tears. Like, I was, like, out of, like, my tears work? Like, um, and then lastly, like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pour bleach all over this. And, like, and so I just pour bleach everywhere. And it masked it for a little bit, but it didn't, it didn't do anything. Um, but, like, when I would leave my house, I would be like, man, I smell like fish. Like, I was, my house literally made me smell like fish. And then one time, it was so funny, um, we, we came to church, and someone was like, what's that smell? And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, girl. <laughs> I walk away, like, because like, I'm, I'm super weird about smells. Like, smells just weird me out. Like, I just, I'm really weird about smells. Um, and, and the imagery here, Jude gives, he says, to this last person, the others, the imagery that he gives about this, this, he says, hating even the garment stained by the flesh it's super risque because this garment that he was talking about wasn't a shirt, wasn't the undershirt, wasn't the pants, wasn't the socks, wasn't the, the sandals on the feet. They didn't have socks by then. That'd be really weird. Um, it was their underwear. I'm like, dude, what a weird thing to put in the midst of like, okay, like you talk about like, you know, bad theology. You talk about, hey, saving everybody. And all of a sudden you get to this point of like talking about people's underwear. Like, what do you mean? And he says this. In this culture, they did not have gain or tide to wash their britches with. So what would happen is that you'd have to clean yourself to make sure your, your, your gar- undergarments did not stink. And this is so weird, and like, but this is the Bible, okay? Um, so, so what happened here is that he would say, even as clean as these guys seem to be, hate that. Hate the cleanliness that they appear to have. For the person that, kn- that knows how to say the right things to you, that, that speaks truth and gives you good vibes, hate that cleanliness and that truth and that good vibes, unless it's found in the word of God. And, and um, he says it's like it's going to permeate you. It's going to make you smell a certain way. It's going to make you look a certain way. And he says, hey, get, show them mercy, but be careful, because when they come next to you, when they start talking to you, they're going to start saying things. You might be like, oh, I don't agree with that. And it's going to turn to this. And you're going to say, yeah. Yeah, I'm willing to compromise my faith and my belief on, yeah, yeah, I, I, I do believe that thought now. It's saturated in our culture. It's like this, um, and this will be the last story, and we'll be done, and you're like, oh, I'm weird. Um, in, 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 in third grade, there was a, a thing that happened to my life that was really embarrassing because um, it hadn't ever happened before. Um, I contracted lice. Oh, and, I, and I, I didn't think a little mixed boy could get lice because our heads are greasy, right? Um, but I, I contracted lice because there was a lice epidemic that happened in our school. You could literally, like, like sneeze and, like, little lice bug just hopped out. and get it. So, so everybody in our class got lice. Um, so the thing to do for guy, for little boys, if you've ever had lice. Listen, I grew up po. We, we, were, we were too po to even afford the OR to make it poor. Like, I grew up po. Like, we didn't have a lot. So, um, like... I, I just remember my, my biological mother, bless her heart, she, um, she decided, hey, to get rid of the lice, we'll do the, the treatment, which burns your scalp. But on top of that, I'm going to shave Nick's head. So, I mean, so, like, imagine me, no hair, right? Like, and I, and I, I was not a cute little thing either. Um, 
I was like Bruce Stewart. But like, it was, it was, it was like, people knew like, okay, something happened to you. Yeah, I had lice. Unclean. Like, I was unclean. But now, now, and I had my grandpa write a note so I could wear a hat to school. Um, I was like, you know, like, I took it off and like, oh, I don't have any hair. Like, I had lice. Thanks so much. I put it back on. And, um, but everything about me changed when I, when I was contracted with this lice epidemic. Like, I, I got lice. And, and, and he says a lot like these guys, when you're, when you're, when you are involved in, in, conversation and thoughts and activities that aren't godly it's going to change everything about you but you test here hey show mercy on those guys like the guys that really 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 make you mad and how they defame the name of god or they they like the guys that want to tear down all of the ten commandments and put satanistic statues up love them love them Show them mercy. Think of someone who might fall into these three categories we just listed. What has your attitude been towards this person? Have you gone after them in order to help rescue them? Do you pray regularly for these? Take time to pray for wisdom when we talk about these people. And lastly, as he concludes here, I just want to pray this over us. And then we're going we're gonna to pray. Whose phone is going? Is that my phone? Somebody's calling the same people's names. That's really weird. He, he concludes his book, and he says this doxology, this, this anthem of worship. He says, now to him who's able to keep you from stumbling and present you blameless before the presence of his glory and great God, to the only God, our Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory and majesty and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen. He closes this book, calling people out, calling people out, and then saying, hey, here's the charge. The only way these people are going to ever experience the truth is by your mouth. And all glory goes to Christ, our King. And we can say, I am a soul, S-O-U-L, survivor in Christ. So I've asked the student band to come back up and for us to close our service by singing one more time, Survivors. So let's pray. I want to have the student band come up. Jesus, you are so good, and I pray, Lord, that you would allow us to make commitments tonight, God, that we will live, our, live, out, live out our faith in a way that we are outwitting, God, the danger of this world, God, that we are outplaying the schemes of the enemy, God, and we are outlasting our fleshly desire through the power of you and you alone, Jesus. Oh, you are so worthy. You are so awesome. You're so mighty. We love you and trust you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, let's stand together. We'll sing and we'll be dismissed.